Hi, I'm Cherry Sigmund, your host. Welcome to The Cyber Show. I'm a cybersecurity authority, consultant, and entrepreneur. Today we have a very special guest coming to you live from Belgium, a high school freshman. Her name is Shanna Van de Stede. Did I pronounce that correct, Shanna? Yes, you did. Okay, great. Shanna is 14 years old and has wanted to become a hacker since she was 11. She's actually been programming since she was age 9. Inspired by TV shows like The Arrow, The Flash, and Shanna became fascinated with what building something could do. But when she shared that in school, people actually wanted to send her to carpeting school. So it's very rare for young people, especially young ladies, to be involved in STEM fields. And STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. There is a critical shortage of young people going into STEM professions across the globe, particularly in America. But there are not that many young people, especially young ladies, who are really interested in and keen on STEM fields. So as a working professional in cybersecurity, I love to support that and share, share her, her word. And the goal of today's interview on The Cyber Show is for Shanna to promote awareness of this fact and encourage other young ladies and inspire other young ladies to pursue that if they're interested, because she's wildly successful, and we'll get into that in a minute. So Shanna's been coding with Coder Dojo since the age of nine, where she learned how to code in Scratch, and since then, she's become interested in blockchain. And by watching Ivan on Tech Academy, during her summer breaks, she's completed blockchain, Bitcoin 101, Ethereum 101, Bitcoin Essentials. And now her next step is to learn JavaScript and then from there, Solidity. She's a very cheerful young lady with a very strong mind. She wants to combine being a hacker and a leader in her field, along with becoming a lawyer and finding a cure for cancer. So she's her has big vision, and her next goal after that is to solve all of these things together. And maybe we can talk about that uh, during the show as well. So did I cover everything in your introduction? Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, so we're all good there. Okay, well... On today's cyber show, I'd, I'd like to encourage, as you stated uh, during our pre-session, young ladies in particular to get involved in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math fields. So what initially, besides what I mentioned in your intro, what initially attracted you to this type of challenge? I think it's personally, personally um, I really like to experiment. So um, that's why I cho uh, chose STEM. Um, to be honest, I'm not... I wasn't really good at math at first, but it's getting better and better. What I think that uh, most girls would like is because a lot of girls in my school, they also like to experiment and make things like robots and stuff. That's what I want to do because there aren't a lot of girls okay. that do that. So what I like to... Um, how do you say it in English? You don't mean carpentry. Uh, you know, I'm sure you don't mean carpentry. Yeah. No, I want to make robots. Like yeah, robotics. Robots, yes. maybe that, yeah. I'm just going to give an example. Maybe like robots that help you brush your teeth or make you, make you breakfast, something like that. But um, the first thing that came into my mind when um, I wanted to create robots was holograms. Because I don't really, I see holograms in movies, but to be honest, I've never seen them in real life. And the first movie that I saw it was, I think, Iron Man. And that was, I found that really impressive because he showed his whole life. And what if you give a show that, and you want to explain something, but instead of talking about it, you create a hologram and then you show it to people in real. That's what I would like to do. Okay. 
And so when you're problem solving and looking at how to build things, what hackers like to do is reverse engineer and take something that's intended to be built and used in one certain way and re-engineer it and reverse engineer it to make it work in a different way. So it's not always bad. Hacker uh, tends to have a bad connotation, like the black hat hackers, like I'm going to go in and destroy something. So hacking can actually be tweaking something and reverse engineering it to make it function in a better way. So I'm sure your intent is white hat hacking and making things better, building something for the, for the common good, right? So I just yes, want to clarify yes. that. You're, you're not a black hat hacker. You're somebody who wants to build something and do good in the world and inspire and, and lead other, other people, right? Yes. Okay, so when you started taking these courses, did you find it, did you find it easy or difficult? What was your first impression was, of the courses? I, first, I didn't really want to do it because I thought it would be hard and difficult to learn. But once I started, it wasn't really that difficult. They gave you homework that you had to do and then send it in. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think they, they checked my homework because it was on my mom's name. And her certificate would, would be automatic. But mine wouldn't because it wasn't on my name. So I had to make all my answers and then send it in. And that's how I got my certificate. Great. Well, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. This what you're doing is phenomenal, especially for a young lady of, at your age. And you've been programming since nine. I didn't start programming until my early 20s. I, I was in the United States Air Force. I did something different in the Air Force. And after I, I was out of the Air Force, that's when I became a programmer. So I was a programmer also before I became a cybersecurity professional. So understanding coding and programming and how you build things is actually a really good foundation for even cybersecurity, if that's the path you want to take later. But Doing the blockchain technology, there's so many applications, not just for cryptocurrency. There's so many applications, even major banks are looking at blockchain now. So I have a really good feeling that no matter what you do, you're going to have many, many job opportunities in your future or even your own business if you want to be an entrepreneur. So you're going to have a blue ocean of opportunities out there just for getting the skills that you're getting at a very young age and getting really good at that. So I'm glad you found it easy once you got started. How, do your, uh, how did your friends uh, think about this? Do they support you? Did, were they jealous? Did they want to they do the same thing? They supported me. Okay, great. My best friend supported me in it. Okay, cool. So what do you, what do, you do when you go out for fun? Do you talk about, uh, prior to the pandemic actually, do, do you uh, talk, talk about technology things when you're with your friends? Do you talk about, you know, this might be personal and mom, you know, correct me if I'm you know, going too far and personal here, but do you talk about boys or do you talk about technology or hacking or coding or, or a mix of the above? Uh, mix all of the above. Mix of the above. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am thinking, I remember what it's like to be young. So, I mean, I think I'd be talking about boys as well as the blockchain and other things too. So, just like to kind of help, you know, make make uh, make a common connection with other folks who might be thinking about doing this. You know, it's like, she's a superstar, but you can still learn STEM fields without being a superstar like Shanna. You can just get started and then kind of, you know, catch up to her where she already is at age 14. So, I hope that inspires people. What, did, what advice would you give to a young lady like yourself who wants to pursue this type of training? Girls my age think it's hard, that STEM is hard, but it really isn't. If you focus on it and really um, get into it, then it's not really that hard. Okay. And it is the future. It's definitely the way ahead. And so I heard you say earlier, Shanna, that initially you weren't, math wasn't your strongest suit, but by working on this, you've gotten better at it. And then as you, yeah. as you hone your skills and fine tune those, it becomes a lot more easier. So don't, I think the takeaway from that is 
what I heard you say is don't be intimidated by, by one area. You don't have yes. to be a genius in all four accurate, you know, all four letters of the STEM, like science, technology, engineering, math. You know, one of the best things I've done during, during my career is to take my weakness and focus on that and make it a strength and it can kind of turn it around. So I'm like you, I didn't really like math at first, especially calculus. I mean, I did it when I was in high school and then later in college, undergrad, but you know, it wasn't a fun thing to do. It was just something you kind of had to do. It was, it was a requirement before, you know, so you could graduate. So I'm kind of like, I got in the same boat there. And I, by practicing and actually doing it, I got better and better at it. So don't be afraid, folks out there. Don't, don't be afraid. Just dive in and focus on what maybe not be the most fun thing to do or your, your strength at that time and then turn that into one of your strengths. So what do you like to do for fun outside school with your friends? Um, usually um, after school. I just hang at my friend's house sometimes. Sometimes we go for a walk or go to the skate park. Um, we don't really do that much or go out to eat or shopping. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Movies, that kind of stuff. Well, I'll tell you, that's one of the things I'm missing during this pandemic is shopping. And, and I, I, I've been... Online shopping. That's also an Well, option. online's good. <laughs> well, that is an option. But I miss actually going out and meeting, meeting my friends face-to-face. -face. Like, since it's March, I've, I've been teleworking here for, uh, let's say, March, April, quite a few months now. <laughs> so yeah. so when, when all this is over and things kind of calm down in the world, I really look forward to getting out and maybe even just going to a movie theater again. What, what, is your, uh, your, what are your thoughts on on life now and what the new normal will look like whenever that happens, whenever the world kind of gets back to normal post-pandemic. Well, to be honest, we had online classes and to be honest, I didn't really pay paid attention to class mm -hmm. because the teacher couldn't really see us and like say like, pay attention and okay. things like that. And um, in class, in, in school, the teacher would see that we were we were slacking off, and then she would say like, "Pay attention, pay attention." But she didn't do that on an online class, and I personally think that brought me back because I used to have a good um, yeah. I don't know how the how you how you say it in English like that word. Okay. Great. Grades. I yeah grades. Okay. And during the pandemic, they went down. So this I year, I don't think to, you know. I think that can happen to a lot of people. So yeah, a lot's changed in our world. So, so what I hear you saying, Shanna, is that eventually go back to normal. When you have the in-person classes, you'll have more interaction and, and teachers and professors can read the, your nonverbal body language a little bit better because they're actually seeing you. We're saying like right now we're recording actually on my lunch break because I'm a working cybersecurity professional and you know I have clients so I'm scheduling this in between my lunch break so we could work out our schedules with the time zone difference right so yeah. what what I found is that uh, the the touch points during the day the more times you eat, meet virtually like we're doing on Zoom the more times you communicate with people the more in touch and the more the rhythm and whatever you're doing stays steady. If you kind of go off on your own all day, you don't talk to your colleagues or your teammates or your classmates or your teachers, your professors, you kind of feel like you're out of there on your own and it's easy yeah. to lose focus and wander off on, on other tangents or, or look at this on the web and like start this course and then, oh, I need to go do this thing. So do you find that to be true as well? Yes, I really do. Um, so for example, when, like, like you said, when you're having meetings like this in Zoom, ordinarily, if you don't, if you don't have um, 
but there used to be a TV show in the U.S. called The Brady Bunch, and it had all the squares and all the family members. It was prior to Zoom and prior to all of this. It was old technology, but on the intro of the TV, it showed the whole family in like nine squares. It, 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 so they would show their pictures. To me, that's what a Zoom meeting kind of looks like now, where everybody is, you know, on the, the gallery view, not the speaker view, like, but the gallery view where everybody's in those little squares. That's kind of what that looks like. But people can turn their video off. Like, say, right in the middle of our interview here on the Cyber Show, I could just turn the video off and, and you'd see a little uh, an image and then I could go off and do whatever. Of course, I wouldn't do that because that would be rude. But that's what people can do while they're at work remotely or while they're in, in online classes. So it's a good point you made about the difference between in-person classes and online schooling. And even even my nephew's going to college and his, he's, his first experience as a college freshman is online classes until mid-September. So what do you think about how you perform in online classes in general? And as a programmer, how would you improve uh, that sort of experience for users in the future? I mean, maybe put you on the spot there, but if you think about that, because a lot of the world will continue to be remote, not just for class and for work, but things like video teleconferences like this, like Zoom and other things like that in the future will be a heavy, heavy user experience where people rely more on remote technology to connect and get things done. Does that make sense? Yes. <clears throat> well, it's good for me now. Good for you now? Okay. Yes. Um, I want, also want to say that um, we need to learn that technology helps us a lot during pandemics and stuff. Things, because sometimes people need to meet online too, because that would be easier because maybe someone lives like in India and the other person lives in Europe and then they have to meet in America. And that also takes a lot of time and pressure. So technology also helps. So it's not always that um, what I said about my, my experience online also is good sometimes. Oh, I agree, Shanna, because we like, especially with the client in Europe, we wouldn't be able to to do it without Zoom because we'd have to travel, wouldn't be allowed to travel, and especially with the executives level, there was a meeting that was canceled in Germany. Over fifty-five people were supposed to fly out, and then things got locked down. And then, like, you're staying where you are, so what do you do? You go back to the Web, Cisco WebEx, the Microsoft Teams, the Zoom meetings, the Skype for business meetings, any any kind of video tele VTC video teleconferencing platform depending on what your company or your business or your, or your school uses can be leveraged for that. And without that business would have stopped. We would have had work stoppages without it. So people couldn't travel, but we could still use technology and the internet to get work done. It was just a little bit of a different user experience people had to adjust to. And we had to lock down the, the virtual private networks and make sure people had good security on their, on their, on their personal laptops or the company issued devices if they had those. So what, what's your dream machine? Let's talk back to the STEM topics. What, what, what about your dream machine? Are you a gamer? Do you have Alienware machines? Or what, what type of computer do you like to use in your school? What type of computer? Mm -hmm. What type of computer do you like to use for your training? Um, well, now I don't really have a computer right now, but I used to do it on, um, on a Windows. Uh, Under Windows, okay. But um, I heard that Mac was good, but I'm not sure about that. I'm going to look into it more. Okay. That's what you use? Yeah, I have, have Windows uh, as well as iPads. So I, I, I like to check my email on iPad just because it's more secure. And then for the, um, this, the other stuff, I just I use um, Dell's 
uh, Windows type PCs or some uh, Hewlett Packard HPs. And then I, I used to, to be a gamer, but I, when I started work, I didn't have time for that anymore. So that's why I mentioned about the Alienware, the gaming machines, the high-end gaming machines. So one, one of the things that people like to build, and especially programmers and coders, is uh, not just um, cryptocurrency technology, but, but gamers. I don't know if you have an interest in that, but when you actually build virtual games, there's a whole subset of the industry that does that. And it's, it can be very rewarding if you like that type of coding and programming. It can also be very lucrative, meaning it's very very much very good money in, in building games and creating games if you like that thing I'm not trying to steer you that way I'm just saying it's a subset of the profession that, that a lot of young boys go into so you can you're you know young lad you can do whatever you want you don't have to follow anybody's path because you're a trailblazer you're creating your own opportunities you know especially starting at nine so and I don't know your mom just said nine maybe before then <clears throat> because you had to be a very creative very um, ambitious young lady to be starting so young and taking on these things when everybody else is might be playing with other things and not being serious. So you're a very serious young lady and I commend you for that. Thank yeah. you. So maybe your next step is to get uh, whatever, whatever computer you want to take this to the next level. And uh, I don't know, maybe there's a sponsor out there. Can is, is somebody out there in uh, computer land want to sponsor Shanna and, and gift her a brand new computer. I think that would be awesome. Hit, hit. Like that. Yeah, thank you for the shout out. <laughs> okay, there's a shout out for that. Okay, so any of the major computer companies, look at this. See, see you're on the Cyber Show. The podcast will be edited in about a week. We're, we're going to give them an unedited version uh, shortly of this and so we can uh, go from there. But I think in about a week, you'll see this live on Apple Podcasts and on the YouTube channel and all the others. And then later, it'll be on Millionaire Flicks. So we have about 20 minutes left if you want to go a little bit longer uh, before my next corporate meeting. But I think... Um, I'll just turn the floor over to you and let you talk about whatever you want to talk about because this is this is your time. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening and I really meant that I wanted to encourage other girls and what I also wanted to say because there are a lot of people out there that are afraid of technology you really don't need to be afraid of it. I, okay, some because I saw some YouTube videos online where they were saying that robots are like dangerous and they're not, if you program them right, they're not really dangerous. You don't have to be afraid of technology. That's a good point. So what's next for you when, when you, when you want to learn scripting languages as your next pro, part of your programming journey, what specific languages would you like to learn? Um, now I'm, I've learned the basic of Python, but I want to continue in it. And um, after that, I'm also going to do JavaScript and Solidity. And Solidity, okay. okay. Those are good. All right. Maybe yeah. I'll go yeah. into cybersecurity. Well, it's a very promising field, I can tell you. And there is also a critical shortage of people who do that around the globe. It's like it's over last count 1.6 million. I think that was last year's number just across the globe of unfilled positions for people who do all, all levels of cybersecurity, entry to senior level. So I, I think you should just, you know, not just chase the money, but whatever, whatever suits your passions and whatever you like to do, because you want to be happy in what you do day to day. And I've actually turned, this is a lesson for anybody on, on the Cyber Show, and what you just said inspired me to say this, because, so you're even inspiring me, Shanna, because I've actually turned down a promotion, because it was doing something I didn't want to do, it was boring, it took me out of the technology space, and made me just a, a manager, that, not in the technology space, and it would have been a little bit more money, 
and it would have been more status and more prestige because it was like an Uber manager. It's like a promotion. It's like you're going to be in charge of all these people, but it wasn't doing what I loved, which was the technology focus. So I actually declined that promotion and kept on doing what I was doing. And then just slightly over a year later, a promotion became available in the same field doing what I love doing. So lesson is to be patient and don't be afraid to not chase the money and turn down promotions if that it's not a fit for whatever you want to do in life. So you don't, you don't, you know, have to follow a certain path. You can, you can chart your own course and never be afraid to say no. You know, whether it's somebody that tries to push you in a certain direction, just, you know, follow your own heart, follow your own passions and make sure whatever it is you choose to do in life and business or on a job, whatever you choose to do from now on, just make sure it's something that, that you enjoy doing during the day, because otherwise, you know, there's a risk. If people don't do that, you'll end up being bored or you resent it or you'll just you know, be tired at the end of the day because it's, it's a lot easier to do something you enjoy, something you love and energizes you and you feel good while you're doing it than to do something you don't like doing just for paycheck or just for, you know, a client's payment. You, you, you know, that's my, my thoughts on that. What, what do you think about that? I think that you said everything that's, yeah, I think that's great explanation. That's, yeah, I really don't have to say much about that. Okay. My mom really wants me to go into cybersecurity. Okay. But I also wanted to go into cybersecurity because okay. of, you know, the arrow and flash. And I want to um, go to college at MIT, but my mom wants me to go to Cambridge because it's closer. It's closer. Well, it is a little bit closer than MIT. That's all the way across the pond in Boston, yeah? yeah. Massachusetts, but... I think you'll do well no matter what you choose and whatever you and your family to work out logistically. I think you'll do great. So continuing, Shanna, what are your thoughts on what life will look like after the global pandemic in terms of uses of technology? Um, what I think about it is that now that people have social media and all that stuff, I think just like now, but most people weren't really prepared for it. I think that people, if it happens again, would be more prepared for it mm -hmm. and would you know more consider being stay at home because a lot of people didn't believe in it and thought it was fake news and then eventually it was wasn't fake news so everybody had to go inside and some people they didn't have enough groceries in their house so they had to risk their life to go outside mm -hmm. Technology really helps with that. I think that's a really good point. And so moving on, I mean, I know you're a, you're a high school freshman now, but when you think about college, in college years, uh, you have something like a concentration or a focus that you that you declare, like this is what I want to study for the next four years, and it's always subject to change. But you have any thoughts at, at your age now, being a high school freshman, a little bit early, but what you might want to study in terms of a concentration area or a major in your college years? Um, I would like to study science and technology. Okay, well that fits with the, the theme of STEM, the science, technology, engineering, and math that you're already doing and you've been doing since age nine when you started teaching yourself programming and watching YouTube videos. So, so what is your experience with that? Is this kind of a great segue, uh, a good lead into that? You taught yourself critical good skills using YouTube videos. What, uh, what do you recommend for other people to use as learning tools? Uh, also YouTube videos because there are a lot of YouTube videos online about it and you can also buy books about it or hire books but personally I 
um, when um, I watch YouTube videos and also uh, the Academy, Ivan on Tech Academy. On the Tech Academy, okay, that we mentioned in your bio. Okay, great. So do you find that it's better to learn visually where you can watch a video or do you like to read a book or listen to an audio book? Um, personally, I um, when I read some, we did a test at school and it was, um, what was better for you, fish, uh, visual and hearing or reading? And for me, it's reading because when I read something, I almost never forget about it. So, but with iPhone on deck, it really was more, it was visual and hearing, but I really understood it. Okay, great. Are there any thoughts in closing that you would like to share with young people who are thinking about pursuing a STEM field? Do it. Just, just do, do it. it. <laughs> like, like, the, like the ad says for now, you just do it. Yeah. So I heard you say earlier, don't be afraid. Don't let and technology intimidate you. Don't be afraid of technology because it can be used for good things, right? Yes. Okay. Because, yeah, about that, um, some people, some a lot of people think that robots will, like, take over the world and stuff, but that's, that's not true. Because if that would have happened, that, would, that won't happen. But if you could just program them to stop, so. I get it. Okay, thanks again for stopping by the Cyber Show, folks. We will catch you on the flip side if you have any comments. Please drop them below and don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast, whatever platform you're listening on. Thanks again. We're signing off for now. Bye. Bye.